0: Hello there, and welcome to KDL's Stump the Librarian podcast, where your friendly neighborhood librarians put their research skills to the test to answer questions from you, the listener, or your math teacher, the school principal, or your best bud. I'm Jill, and I'm joined by Ada Librarian Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Jill. Are you ready for a
1: weird question?
0: (sighs) I'm ready. Okay. If it was raining meatballs, would you eat them? I would not. <laughs> you would not?
1: I'm I'm not really a big fan of meatballs in general. Hmm. And I think it would be kind of messy and sticky. So yeah. I think I would look for an umbrella or I would go indoors.
0: Okay, yeah. I wouldn't eat meatballs either. But of course, that leads me to the question, what would you eat? Like, what would it be raining that would tempt you to eat it?
1: Gosh, I don't know. Like... Something sweet, maybe? Yeah. Chocolate?
0: Oh, like milkshakes? You uh, could just put a cup out there yes, and catch it.
1: But I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd want to stand in it, but I no. would reap the benefit. <laughs>
0: yeah, just put a cup out there and then go get it. Oh my gosh. What about you? I think, um, I think I'm with you. Definitely no meatballs. That yeah. seems really weird. Um, but yeah, lemonade maybe? Uh, I love yeah. lemonade. Put that a cup would be out
1: there. like refreshing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it would be. It would definitely be sticky, though, so I would also not want to be standing in it. <laughs>
1: it's an interesting thing to think about, really.
0: Yeah, just a, a, a thought experiment.
1: Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you have a question for us today?
1: I, I do. I do. my question came from Olivia, who is 11, from Ada, and she asked, why do people always eat popcorn at the movie theater? That's a great question. Yeah, it is. Do, Jill, do you eat popcorn at the movie theater?
0: Okay, so I don't, and I'll tell you why. Oh, it's okay. because I love popcorn. It's like my very favorite snack of is all it? time. Yes, I love it so much. What if much. it were raining popcorn? <laughs> I well, I would have to. I would have to. Ch- so I'm allergic to food dye, oh, which is yes. really weird. Sure. Um, and so I wouldn't eat the popcorn unless uh, there was an ingredient list also falling with it. Okay, so I can't eat movie theater popcorn because it has yellow dye in it. Okay, all right. it's really sad. Do you
1: have? A different snack that you eat at the movie theater?
0: No, I just don't snack at the movie theater okay. because I just love popcorn, sure. and I just so I just feel sad.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry to dredge <sighs> that up.
0: It's all right. <laughs> I can make popcorn at home, and I do like. Yeah. I mean, like every night, almost. Right. It's right? a lot. I really like popcorn. I the smell of
1: popcorn. <laughs> it's so wonderful. You just smell like you walk in. It's part of oh, the experience of going to the movie theater. I do love to go to the movie theater. Um, even if you don't buy it, just like...
0: I do like to smell it. I like the whole sense experience of a movie yeah, theater, yeah. even though I can't eat the popcorn. Right. But that's okay. I, I used to be able to eat the popcorn, but sure. I just later in life okay. developed this. So,
1: But why is it a thing? Like, why yeah. is it that we eat popcorn when know. we go to the movies? Why? So let's talk about And also, second part, why is it so expensive? Ooh, it's why is it so expensive? expensive? Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. So... Years and years ago, people used to buy popcorn from street vendors at fairs and outdoor events um, beginning in 1885, oh. which was when the first steam-powered popcorn machine was invented by Charles Creters and it was first introduced to the world at the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893 wow. in Chicago. So they had a big exposition in Chicago. You maybe have seen pictures of all of the white buildings. Some of them are still standing. And people brought um, inventions and they brought art and everybody gathered and they tried new foods. So they tried popcorn for the first time from this street vendor. Um, it was really inexpensive to make. And it was easy to move it from place to place because it was on a little cart, just like you would imagine yeah. a popcorn cart now. Um, like it. Circuses, that was a big thing back then, or sports events. However, when movie theaters first opened, owners didn't want popcorn inside. Because
0: it's messy? Because it was
1: messy. (laughs) And back then, so, okay, when theaters first began, um, they wanted, when movie theaters first began, um, they wanted them to be like the theater, like, you would go see a play oh, or an opera. So fancy. So fancy, like mm. like plush carpet and, and curtains and, you know, kind of, it's a fancy place. Yeah. They didn't want popcorn in there and they're carpeting and making a mess. Because just, just picture a movie theater yeah. after a movie. It's popcorn a huge everywhere. mess and sticky. So they wanted it to be kind of posh still and people to dress up. So the transition happened during... The Great Depression, which began in 1929, and theater or- owners needed people to come to the theater right. in order to stay in business. So they began to allow snacks inside, mm. but just in the lobby. You couldn't bring it into the theater. Okay. So, and then they had to, they had to figure out like ventilation systems for these popcorn machines to be inside. Because oh, right. they weren't set up for that at all. Um, and they saw their profits go through the roof when people could bring snacks in. Also, they saw a lot more people coming in once they moved from silent movies. So that was where you had to read what was happening on the screen. Yeah. Um, and once there was dialogue and there was sound in the movies and you didn't have to read, so many more people were able to enjoy the movie yeah. experience because you didn't have to know how to read. Because not everybody knew how to read. Right. So, more people coming in because they could enjoy the movie. All of a sudden, you could bring a snack in with you. And it was amazing. So, during World War II, this is still going back a ways. Yeah. um, Sugary candy, which is something you might also enjoy at the movie theater Mm -hmm. and pop, suffered shortages and rationings because it was hard to get sugar. Right. But salty snacks like popcorn was still pretty easy to come by okay so they would have it in the lobby have you ever heard that song let's all go to my mom
0: sings that all the time I i was thinking of that actually
1: put the youtube in case you've never seen it before because they wanted to encourage people to go out of course and get a snack yeah um so I, I did put a link to that. But, oh, good. Um, It debuted in 1957, and in the year 2000, the advertisement, let's all go to the lobby, was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States Film Registry because of its oh, cultural and historical value. That is cool. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? So now we pop popcorn at home. Jill, right. you were saying you like to make popcorn I at do. home. Yep. Um, but you still... Might maybe not you, but not you still me. might buy it at the movie theater. So, why is it so expensive? We talked about it yeah. was cheap to make, it was easy for people to carry it from place to place. So, mm-hmm. why is it so expensive? But popcorn is still really cheap, to it make, is even now yep. because we can, yeah, we can buy it at the grocery store, right? So, theaters charge a lot in order to make money, right? That's o- almost half of their overall profit, the money that they make between snacks and actual movie tickets is from the snacks okay. almost half yeah that makes sense so movies and popcorn they go together they're partners in entertainment Um, It started way long ago when theaters were pretty fancy places, and now everybody is welcome to bring their snacks, their popcorn, into the theater.
0: Wow. Their snacks they buy there. (laughs) Yes.
1: Bring the snacks. You buy (laughs) it.
0: Yeah. I wish I could bring my own popcorn. (laughs) That is frowned upon. (laughs) I will not. I do not do that. I only make popcorn when I watch a movie at home. Gosh. (laughs) I
1: learned a lot about popcorn.
0: Yeah. That, quite,
1: quite a journey it has had. I,
0: it has had a long journey. Wow. I think that is absolutely fascinating. I do love popcorn. I, oh, it's so... I'm going to go home and eat popcorn tonight. Are you? 100%. I love it. It's amazing. I oh. cook it on the stove. Oh. Yeah. It's so cheap Jiffy that Pop? way. No, no, <laughs> no. Just a bag of popcorn oh, that you okay. just do in a, a pan. Oh. Yeah. That's definitely... A skill for adults. Okay. I wouldn't let my kid. I, my kids do a lot of cooking, and they're old, but I still wouldn't let them do popcorn because okay. it's kind of tricky. Yeah, and the pan gets hot. Oh, yeah. But maybe your parent can cook you popcorn on the stove.
1: That would be an interesting adventure, wouldn't it's it? It's
0: really fun because <laughs> just like all pops in there, and you can really tell when to stop it. Like in the microwave, you can't always tell. you. Yeah. Yeah. is it done? Is it Sometimes done? Sometimes
1: it gets burned. I know and that is not a pleasant smell.
0: <laughs> oh no, and it's not a very pleasant taste either. It's not- no.
1: no. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing your views on popcorn with me. I love
0: popcorn. So thanks for sharing all about movie popcorn.
1: Absolutely. All right. Now, normally we would do a fact of the day now, but I found a book on the shelf at the Amy Van Andel Library called Just Joking Science. It's a National Geographic Kids book. And it has all different science jokes. So I'm going to tell you a joke today. Oh, I can't wait. And actually, this book does have really interesting facts in it, too. But I just really wanted to tell a joke today. I hope that's okay. I'm ready. I can't wait. All right. Here is the question. How are a dog and a marine biologist different?
0: I don't know. How are they? A dog
1: and a marine biologist. Okay. I have to flip it upside down to read the answer. Oh, good. One wags a tail and the other tags a whale. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's there you a, that's go. That's a really There's good your one. Thank joke. Joke of the day. That's <laughs> a great joke of the day.
0: I love it. Love a pun. <sighs> Me too. All right, Jill. Do you have a question for us? I today? do I do. And this isn't a specific question from a specific person. It's a continuation of a question that um, I, I didn't write their name down. Somebody asked about how weather happens. Oh, okay. And in our last podcast or a few podcasts ago, I answered, how does um snow and rain happen mm-hmm. and this time i'm going to answer how do tornadoes happen oh, man.
1: did you ever see that movie twister
0: yes oh <laughs> i was thinking about twister this whole time <laughs> but i was thinking about the movie the wizard of oz oh, which yeah. i bet most kids these days haven't seen i don't think my kids have even seen that movie but is it really? a children's movie it's a
1: classic i know do you know side note i actually saw that in the theater <gasps> Because years ago, the the Celebration Theater out yeah. by the Woodland Mall used to play old movies oh. in the summertime, and so I took my kids to see it, and it was an experience. I bet it to was
0: really it. fun to see it in the theater. It was
1: amazing
0: because so the in that movie, Dorothy gets scooped up in a tornado and then plopped into the magical land of Oz. So unfortunately, real tornadoes don't do that. You don't think that would happen in life? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's so. Um, such a wonderful, magical movie. Yeah, it is. Oh, I should make my kids watch it. They're going to groan at me. But kids, watch that movie with your parents. It's a great movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, except for the flying monkeys part. That's kind of scary. There's
0: a few scary things, yeah. Scary moments. Yeah, the witch. Yeah. Oh, kind of scary. Okay, sorry. But so... Uh, Tornadoes don't swoop, swoop you off to Oz. Uh-uh. But I did find a very cool National Geographic article that tells what tornadoes can do and how they form. And I just wanted to give a cool shout out that you can get National Geographic magazine on the library's Libby app. So this is an or older article. So I um, the Libby app has kind of just the most recent Um, Articles, But National Geographic is a little bit of dense reading for kids, but there's so many cool pictures, and the pictures have really neat captions. So even if you just look at the articles, especially, I love all the animal articles. (laughs) Um, That's really fun. So this, uh, most of my information is from both a National Geographic YouTube page and a National Geographic article, and I have them both linked. Great pictures. Um, So tornadoes, here's what they are. They are vertical funnels of rapidly spinning air. And their top winds are like 250 miles per hour. I know, they're really fast. And they can make a path up to a mile wide and 50 miles long oh of word. just destruction. Mm-hmm. So they... They destroy all kinds of things. And we have tornadoes even here in Michigan. We do. Um, And in May, even, our governor, Governor Whitmer, declared a state of emergency because of the tornado damage in Gaylord, Michigan. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any pictures of that, but there was a lot of damaged houses and cars. And there were, uh, I think, a few people that lost their lives and in some injury. So tornadoes are um, destructive. I'm not trying to scare our listeners, but... Um, Because I think it's important that we take weather seriously, but there are ways to stay safe from tornadoes. I'm going to talk about that at the end, but I do want to talk about how tornadoes form and just point out how strong and dangerous tornadoes are. So tornadoes can occur any time of the year, but they're most common in April and May. And they can occur in many parts of the United States, but they're also most common in South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, northern part of Texas. So they're, they're actually not most common in Michigan, but they do happen here. Um, tornadoes form when warm air collides with cool, dry air. So the cold air is pushed over the warm air and a thunderstorm happens but warm air rises. So the warm air rises through the cooled air. And as it does that, it creates an updraft and it starts spinning. So the warm spinning air starts drawing in more warm air and the spinning increases. And as the spinning increases, water droplets from the warm air cause um, it to form a funnel. That's a funnel that you see with a tornado. That's actually a like condensation, water, droplets. And the funnel continues to grow because of the spinning and it keeps drying in warm air and it keeps um, uh, growing. And eventually it touches down to the ground and that's when it's a tornado. It has to be um, warm uh, spinning air and it touches the ground. Then it's considered a tornado. So the National Geographic article that I linked and the YouTube video that I link have a diagram of that. I'm sitting here spinning my fingers with my hands. That <laughs> Liz can see that, and you can't see that. I'm like, this is how it happens: spin, 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 spin. Um, so that that's really what happens is that, is that wind is 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 pushing. But you should you should check out um, that video. The video is a little dry; it's not super exciting, but it does have like that nice diagram of showing you how that air just starts spinning. Um, and tornadoes are dangerous. Like I said, they will not whisk you off to Oz. They damage cars buildings, bridges, trees, power lines, and of course, people, but they do not come without warning. Um, In fact, we have more warning now than we did even when I was a kid. Um, I saw when I was a a kid, it was about like a five minute warning that you would have like, oh, there's going to be a tornado. Um, But now it's like 13 minutes. So this is how it happens. Meteorologists will let you know um, the first thing that they'll let you know is that the conditions are right for a tornado. So that's called a tornado watch. So you can see that. you, Like a lot of phones will get a notification or it's on the, the news um, that there's a tornado watch. That means that the conditions are right. So there's like cold air and hot air around and there's maybe a thunderstorm happening. That's conditions are right for a tornado. So when you see that it's a tornado watch, then you should just keep your eyes out mm-hmm. um, and so that you have that on, long warning time and start thinking about where do I go? if there's a tornado it's
1: good to have a plan
0: it's good to have a plan like when you're in school you have a tornado drill Mm -hmm. you know what to do you go away from the windows sometimes there's you go in the hallway where there's there's no windows you go under a desk you go somewhere where you're not going to get damaged by a lot of times people are damaged by um not from being outside but like from a roof caving in on them or from like glass hitting them because things break in a tornado so that's why people get injured so you want to be somewhere that is safe best place to be is a basement. So if you don't have a basement and you get that tornado warning, um, that tornado watch, sorry, that means the conditions are right. That's your time to say, all right, let's go travel somewhere that's a basement. Sure. I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have a basement. I remember going to my aunt's house and having like a tornado party in the basement oh, when there was yeah. a tornado sure. watch. We would like all hunker down in their okay. basement. So that's what you, that's what you got to do if you live in an apartment or um, uh, like a mobile home. You want to go somewhere where there's a basement. Once you get that that watch, um, so the next level of warning is is called a warning. So watch warning. The tornado warning means that a tornado was sighted. So a funnel touching the ground was sighted, and that means it's it's in your area, and you need to be somewhere safe. Then, so that's when you go down into your basement and just keep an eye out for the all clear but another cool things happens when that that warning comes is that a siren will go off in most places i don't know maybe there, there's probably some rural places where they don't have sirens but most places most communities have a big siren and here there's a big siren very close to the library so we can hear it yeah. when that goes off and that's your signal to say go hide so This building, the library, is actually considered a community um, tornado shelter. I don't know if the Amy Van Adel branches considered that, but ours is considered that. Um, And so, what that means is if there's a tornado, we don't lock the front doors if we're open. We leave them open because if you're driving, you could come into the library and come in safe. We don't have a basement in this building, but we have several like indoor places that, um, don't have any windows that are kind of inside the building so they're a little more protected and there's signs right on those spaces that say tornado shelter so if you're in a public space you might see that like tornado shelter it points to the basement or wherever So that's an important thing to know. Where where do you go for a tornado? And we've had a tornado here when we were open, and we were all like hiding out in the bathroom and staying safe with staying the, safe. You know, staff and patrons mm-hmm. all staying safe in the bathroom. Do you know we have? I don't know. You probably have this too, but we have kits. We do have
1: a kit. Yeah.
0: We're so we rich. have a flashlight because the power goes out a lot of times with the tornado, and then we have we have color pages in ours. We do as well. It's Coloring important. book and
1: crayons. Yeah.
0: Because sometimes you're you're there a tornado can touch down anywhere from just like a few minutes to like an hour. Mm-hmm.
1: And you have to stay safe the whole time.
0: You do. And you have to, stay, to stay safe. Yep. So that means sometimes you're sitting in the bathroom coloring yeah, for an hour. Yeah, that's okay. It that is. It keeps you safe. It does. Yeah. It's it's really important. Okay. So um, let's see if I'm missing information. Oh, I got off my notes. You know how that happens. <laughs> so um, that's all the information I have about how tornadoes happen, but the time that I'm talking about that we were all hunkered down here in this building, a tornado. Um, so we had a house that my sister was renting and it was in the city of Wyoming right here and it didn't have a basement and it was just a tiny house. And so she got the war- the watch and said, okay, well, I'm going to go over to my sister's house and go in the basement. So she did that and that was that was smart and safe and she went and hung out in the basement until the all clear was Was done. But then she drove back to her house that she was living in, which was our house. And um, the tornado had knocked down the tree and smashed in the whole roof of that little house. Yeah. But she was safe because she followed that. She's like, okay, it's a tornado watch. I'm going to go to my sister's house where there's a basement and be safe. And those two houses are one mile apart and there's no damage at the one house and a tree down at the other one. So tornadoes go in really straight lines and you don't know where they're going to go. And so you just, when you hear that warning, get in the basement, keep yourself safe. But that was, it was a good ending because there was no people and a house can be fixed. And, and it was, and it was okay, but it was really interesting. Just like Ah. straight in the middle of the house it was really amazing. So
1: lucky that you weren't there.
0: I know, or my sisters. Or sister was yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So, as a That's Ooh. a crazy tornadoes. That I know. Was intense. I know. It was intense. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Tornadoes. Oh, I'm reading a book. Oh, it's not about tornadoes. Still,
1: what are you reading? Right now? <laughs>
0: it's so I just started I'm not very far into it but it is called the star that always stays and I picked it up for a few reasons um, one because it's historic fiction um, and it's set in Michigan oh I love a book set in Michigan me too and um, the author is a part of I'm gonna double check because I want to say the right thing um she's a part of the Sault saint Marie tribe of Chippewa Indians okay. and she wrote the story that is based on her great-grandmother's story of growing up, and it's set in 1910, so it's a historic fiction, yep. growing up here in Michigan as um, a, Chippewa, a member of the Chippewa tribe and what that was like and how she grew up and the challenges that she faced. Mm-hmm. Um and she lived in Boyne City, so oh, it's not set, yeah. um, not all set um, in Sault Ste. Marie, but is a little bit in Sault Ste. Marie and a little bit on Beaver Island. So okay. a lot of really cool Michigan locations, yeah. um, and it's just about what it's like growing up. And so I got to tell you, the main reason I picked it is the cover is really pretty, and it has constellations on it. Oh, nice. And I love, um, I love that. So that's why I picked it. And so far, I. Um, I'm excited about what's happening. She has a really strong relationship with her siblings, and I love a book that shows um, family relationships that are positive. Yeah. Um, and her mom is just about to get married to somebody new, and they're all like really nervous about that. So it's a little bit about like a blended family too. Yep, big changes. Those are big changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what what's going to happen to her and her family, and I just, I love a book set in Michigan and I really don't say no to them very often.
1: <laughs> it sounds great.
0: Yeah. So I
1: hope you end, up, end up enjoying it.
0: I think I will. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like in, in the, it's in my sweet spot of books I know I like. <laughs> it's a comfort. It's a comfort book. Oh, yeah. Historical we all fiction. We have to have comfort books. We do. That's a really important. It is. Yeah. So what did you learn today?
1: <sighs> what did I learn today? Well, you talked a lot about tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned. Oh, I learned about the increase in time over the years yeah. that we are given for watches and warnings. Yeah, for warnings. Yeah. So I guess as scientists and meteorologists learn more about tornadoes, that will allow us more time to get to safety. Yeah, you said it's thirteen minutes.
0: Now. It's thirteen minutes, okay, which
1: doesn't sound like a lot of time, no. but it really. Is much more time than we've had in the past.
0: Right. Like when I was a little girl, it was five minutes. Right. Yeah. And the um, the one article talked about how many lives have been saved in I, the United States by that, that additional time. warning. Yep. Interesting. I yeah. learned that today. Wow. That's a well, good did, thing to did learn. Did you learn something oh today? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited <laughs> about what I learned about popcorn. I... First of all, that that song, Let's Go Out to the Lobby, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I just love that song. And You can
1: watch the YouTube video.
0: I will definitely (laughs) watch it. I think I can vaguely recall it, so maybe I've seen it at a movie or something. Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did not know that it was going to be archived like that. Oh, yeah. So
1: that's a new... It's part of our culture.
0: That's so cool. Interesting. I know. And I, I think I did know about why popcorn is so oh. expensive. But <laughs> that makes sense to me because movie theaters have to make money too and they do. have to pay for the movie. They do. So yeah. The yeah. snacks is how they make money. 20
1: bucks for a box of
0: popcorn. I know.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. I think that is it for us for today. Thanks for all of your amazing questions and helping us learn more about our world and about our history and about science. For more info or just send us uh, your own questions, head to kdl.org forward slash stump. Tune into the next episode where we answer more of your questions. Huge and special thanks to the KDL Programming Department, the KDL Marketing Department, and JD Delinsky for our intro and outro music.
0: Thank you. Thanks.